0: Can you do an OnlyFans that's not sexual? I was just thinking that, is that allowed? Do they ban you if you don't show (laughs) hole? You're not- you have to show your butthole
1: in order to sign up.
2: Like any website on the internet, if you don't eventually show hole, you are banned.
1: Are you- are you- are you ready? Funny!
0: (laughs) Expensive!
1: Whatever! Be happy! Hey everyone! Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three something 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm
0: Mike, and with me are my friend Sam. More like BJ Spigot, am I right, folks? No. And Jim. <laughs> if you are conceived under the influence of this podcast,
2: you may be entitled to compensation.
1: <laughs> Today, we cover episode 25, part 2 of Doug. And if you're following along on YouTube, this is episode 24 due to the time break. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 25, part two's title is Doug Goes
0: Hollywood. Again. Again. He went on television, (laughs) although television, I guess, was a public access, so it's the same basic concept, though.
1: Yeah, well, it's like, well, that one, he was actually on it, though.
0: This one is like trying to build up that he might be on it or this is also another episode where if doug doesn't do anything nothing happens (laughs) nothing different happens right absolutely nothing
1: right it's well he needs to have it we'll get into it as we get into it but um yeah this is this is a very strange dog he does like make a decision though Right. Well, he tries to do something.
2: He makes a decision, and the universe immediately shits on him, saying, "No! This is what you <laughs> get for doing that, you little piece of shit."
1: You didn't have to.
2: <laughs> we don't <got> to. try. <laughs> Trying results in pain. Right.
1: Okay. Well, so this episode begins with uh, it's a shot at a gas station. Uh, don't and- they all? Right, and uh, one of those town like shitty goon guys—the guys who work all the the jobs—only uh, one is, of them though, not the of them. Right, not the other one. Only one of them. Uh, they split up for this one. They 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 took themselves and they went on solo missions for this one. Uh, one of them is working at the gas station. He's watching TV, um, and in this gas station, uh, there's another one of those fucking calendars, right? Like this show loves decorating with calendars. The show is taunting us.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: But, it, but it's another one of those fucking bullshit 18-day calendars.
0: Like maybe, maybe that's the actual length of a month in Bluffington. I think it might be.
2: Yeah, it may be set in an alternate universe where the French Revolution was exported worldwide and their whole weird decimal calendar got exported. That came from what? <laughs> Excuse There's me? There's this whole weird Uh-oh. thing that the French oh, Revolution no. did where they decided they were going to completely redo how the calendar works to be more regular and shit. Because, honestly, 30 versus 31 days is kind of weird, but the important counterpoint that everybody else had was, why would we suddenly learn a completely different calendar just because it makes you guys happy, you weirdos? And the answer to that question is, because it makes me personally happy, little assholes, isn't that what (laughs) it's all about?
1: Of course, of course.
2: Well, in this universe,
1: this uh, this particular eighteen day calendar has a photo of a sexy fish on it, uh, who's wearing a bikini. So you know, maybe that's part
2: of it too. <laughs> <laughs> this month celebrates the sexy fish. Nobody
0: is sure why. It's a real big mouth bass. <laughs>
1: right. It's like uh, you know, one of those like billy mouth, big mouth billy bass uh-huh. that talk to
2: you. Billy mouth, it's a big fish mouth billy sucks bass. your dick. Yeah. That is in fact the tagline. So and
1: then. it sings jingle bells. <laughs> 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 it's good. Uh well that exists in this universe, I guess, and this guy is sponsored by them. Um so uh, he's watching TV and he finds out that uh today's top story. Is that a hotshot director, JD Spigot, is here in Bluffington talent hunting
2: for
0: a new film.
2: Noted thing that he would be doing and not have people doing for him.
0: And it's also not for a film. The spoiler here is he's doing a dog commercial and Porkchop Chop gets picked. That's that I need I think I need to do this up front, just <laughs> yeah. because it just, it's a meandering mess up until that point. Yeah, it kind of colors the episode, right? Yeah. To know that that's where it goes. And
1: specifically in this, that they say that it's like,
0: well, maybe this is like a rumor that he's looking yeah. for people. Yeah, but I mean, like, he would say something. Like, they, when you put out a casting call, <laughs> you specify what you're looking for. And especially when, it's like... for a dog, too. And- <laughs> And especially when we see
1: that, like, he's basically called, like, a town convention for this. Like, it has uh-huh. to, there has to be some kind of, like, uh, better specification that's put out than just he's here
0: nope. for something. Nope, all these bumpkins, all these bumpkins are hooting and hollering about getting on the TV. Right. Like,
2: I swear to God, the running theme through this entire thing is Jim Jenkins' self-hatred. Like, <laughs> that Wait. is absolutely the through line that goes through this entire mess In terms of both the total dismissive nature of any kind of concept of artistic quality and the total disdain that Jim Jenkins gives both his self-insert, Doug, and the inhabitants of the town where Jim Jenkins grew up. Like, this is a horribly mean-spirited episode if you allow yourself to remember that this is all based on Jim Jenkins' life. (sighs) <sighs> Look at these pathetic fucking people. The way they bow and scrape before this Hollywood bigwig. And for what? For what, I ask you? For this pathetic outpace that you people make me sick. For reasons completely unrelated to the fact that I am you. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> I mean, and I guess it's sort of related to... um. Like the Klotzenstein episode where he was trying to get put on TV, right? Like it's yeah sorta of similar to that, that like if you get told that you're gonna be on TV that you'll do anything, right?
2: Yeah, no. Like this is Jim Jenkins having regrets about having made this Asinine TV show, which
0: to be fair, he should have. And <laughs> farody, tri- farody. <laughs> trying to <laughs> That's push- good. My, whole, my new thing is that I like talk now. Good luck playing that straight. <laughs> Sam, you've tried this bit like no, three distinct I'm gonna times. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this time. No.
2: <laughs> I wish you... luck no, allowed. I can do it. This, <laughs> this
0: is the bit zone. No. Gotta Send me earn. Bitcoin to my bit wallet. No, you have to earn Bitcoin currency with us in order no. to spend them on bits. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I invented Bitcoin. I am Satori, or whatever the fuck his name is. Good good save right there. <laughs> <laughs> You're Brett Favre. Yeah, after Shrek. Bitcoin. I'm Shrek, and this is Brett Favre.
2: Right. We invented Bitcoin. No.
1: Well, so, and another callback to, like, why uh this might be related to uh the klassenstein tv episode is uh we can see that the the guy the town goon guy who works at the gas station he's eating greasy puffs right like that's mm,
2: that's what the, little, the greasy puffs
1: <laughs> that's what the that's what the, like the bag in his hand is so it's another like a callback to
0: a previous episode for no payoff or reason whatsoever I mean, yep. it's another just There's like just, world it's building. Just, it's not even good world building, though, because you only see it for half a second, and then what do you get out of that?
1: Well, it's a, remember the thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What do we get out of any of this man? <laughs> right. I mean, good times with our one. good friends.
2: Yeah. Isn't that right, Sam, who enjoys the show, Doug? Doug's
0: good. Oh man. I, that's what, what I get out of it is I enjoy watching this program every week. So you like the Greasy Puffs reference. Mm-hmm. It's very good. The thing <laughs> is I remembered that and then that sent every serotonin in my molecule in every serotonin molecule in my brain into overdrive. <laughs> Yeah? Now I am. I have found fulfillment in my life, and it's through Doug. I can tell from the tone in your voice. Uh, that's right. <laughs> this is what fulfillment sounds like, people. I love it.
1: <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh. laughs> we're going to set you up for some ad spots. <laughs> what other products do you love, Sam?
2: Uh, this but, is going to go nowhere good fast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> lights. Cut. <laughs> Anyways, <Watermelon-flavored>
0: <laughs> <lubricant> <laughs> anyway, watermelon flavored lubricant.
1: Anyway, so combining uh, the two. <laughs> <Stop that. laughs> so anyway, the, uh, the as the uh, top story is being told that JD Spigot <laughs> is here. Uh, a limo pulls up to the gas station. Uh, it is it is part of Big Shot Movie Productions, and uh, they, the the guy at the gas station just starts calling all his friends. Oh my God, he's here! Right. And uh, later, Dink sees the, the car driving by, and he calls Tippy, and then it cuts to just kind of a montage of different people calling each other about it.
2: It ends in a truly baffling gag involving the concept that the Lamar Bone fucks. Well, there's a couple of
1: truly baffling things in this. Like, the mayor like tells his wife,
2: You'll never guess who's in Buffy. No, honey, it's not Elvis. It's J.B. bigot.
0: <laughs> this is a really good joke that I liked.
1: I don't know, man. Maybe they're the t- maybe they're the types that like know that the the hollow earth exists and that's where Elvis is from. Like that's that's where like literally the people who like talk about the hollow earth, like you, Sam, uh, they know that Elvis lives down there along with the dinosaurs, right? Yeah,
2: well, they used to know that. The problem is all the Elvis shit is completely gone. There is a guy who I follow used to follow once upon a time who just commented that. There are weird bits of Americana that are slowly dying off as the Silent Generation vanishes, and like part Doug. of it is Elvis. Oh, Doug, thankfully, died about fifteen minutes after the Disney Doug was canceled.
0: <laughs> no, but, uh, the, was on this podcast.
2: Yes, we are here putting it on some horrific form of life support.
1: Yeah, we are a memorial. <laughs> Whereas
2: Elvis stuff like. We hit peak Elvis appreciation in, like, maybe the 80s, and by the 2010s, like, there's an entire market in Elvis memorabilia that is just dead.
1: Yeah, makes Cause, sense. Because who cares? Just like Elvis. Yeah. Right. <laughs> His tomb is in the center of the earth.
2: All right. <laughs> we all revolve around him. Indeed.
1: Uh, Yeah, well, that's what the mayor's talking about. Patty's also talking, like, who do you think? Patty's fucking talking to here because she's talking to somebody she's like
0: Oh stop. I don't have a fresh new face. Besides, i tried out for a before. Oh, yeah. It's her dad. <laughs> oh god. It's like someone trying to flatter her weirdly. I... Definitely her dad. Yeah, it can't be Doug. <laughs> Definitely not Doug.
2: She's just filling the blank air while Doug tried to talk to her, and just, he's busy having a fantasy, and just, she's filling the time, because it's really awkward of just hearing him breathe heavily and occasionally scream on the far end of the line. Right.
1: (sighs) Yeah, and then, like you say, Jim, uh, Bone is also on here, and he's talking to his wife. He's like, Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Hi, bird, schnookum. Uh Uh-huh. Well, your
0: Lamarikens thinks you'd be perfect for the part... (laughs) Mind your own beeswax. No, no, not you, sugar muffin. Mm -mm. I don't think it's or his girlfriend. I don't think it's his girlfriend. I think it's his mom. Oh, Oh, why do you think so? Worse. He says. Well, he calls her Snookums. He says Lamaricans. That's like a fucking affectionate name you give your kid. Or, I mean, maybe his wife. He says Snookums to her, though. I think it's... That doesn't matter. You can say Snookums to your mom. (laughs) Do
1: you call your mom
0: Snookums? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Look, I'm not one to judge. The thing is, him talking to his mom like this makes more sense to me because he's a creepy weirdo. And this... Like, I've called stuff psycho shit before. This is literal psycho shit. If it's his mom. Okay, I, yeah, maybe. I mean, because he's, he's trying to tell her that she'd be perfect for the part. Yes, uh, I, th- I think he's a fucking weirdo, and I think he's talking to his mother. Okay. Is that why, Like, since he's such a weirdo, he looks directly at the camera
1: after this and says, mind your own beeswax? Yeah, he breaks the fourth wall for no payoff whatsoever. It's the first time in Doug, too, that uh-huh. they've done this. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, wait, no, they broke it. A- Pardon me. Quailman has broken the fourth wall periodically to tell us, "Don't try this at home, viewers." Before That's he does true. something incredibly stupid.
1: Wait, no, hang on. Quailman says, "Don't try this at home, kids." So he's talking to like the he's talking to uh, like the kids who are watching the show. He's but talking in this, to Doug, <laughs> but in this, yeah, he's talking to Doug, but in this. Bone says mind your own beeswax. This is happening directly after our episode where we think that Jim Jenkins can see all time streams and is talking directly
0: to us while we write it. Yeah, Fuck and he talks directly to us. <laughs> no.
2: Bone will not scare us away.
0: This is too awesome. You're us. dead, George H.W. Bush. You I'm can't a warrior harm us for truth. You can't silence the truth unless you give me like five hundred dollars and I'll shut up.
2: Or I, if you're George H. W. Bush by having you decapitated and your body found but your head not.
0: Look, don't give him
1: ideas, dude. Like give I him positive
2: ideas. It's okay, he's dead. He can't do it to us anymore.
1: And his no, both of his sons are miserable he? failures. What if he lives in the center of the hollow earth with Elvis? What, what if, if he's he not buried dead? Elvis?
2: George H. W. Bush and Elvis are too busy sucking and fucking each other in the center of the hollow earth to ever interfere with our podcast.
0: What if he's planning another 9-11? 9-11? <laughs> Fuck.
1: look i don't want to put anything past the creators of this show aka us uh, <laughs> he says they say mind your own beeswax like they know man <laughs> bone is gonna cause the the time split between us uh that the, the pineapple and different types of pizza <laughs> for timeline break that we've discussed
2: Yeah, no. He is actually accomplishing his job, so congratulations to the man from Beyond the Grave. Oh, God. We'll get you yet, old man, and or already have.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Oh, God. Okay, well, so this kind of just like, uh, this fades out to Doug. Doug is in his front yard, and he's playing catch with his dad in the front yard.
2: His dad doesn't get a single line this whole episode. It's so fucking great.
0: But he's He's hanging out with his dad. Yeah, this is the this is also the first time that Doug's dad makes a decision on the show. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and who, boy, is it a good decision? It's very weird. Uh, but like, we need to focus on the fact that real quick that like
1: Doug's hanging out with his
0: dad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, the thing that we've asked for. It constantly. is his one day a month. No. <laughs> oh no! Well, they're playing catch. Uh, and, uh, then a big limo pulls up, big shot, uh, big shot productions pulls up. And, uh, the other town goon guy is the driver, right? Like the other guy, other than the one who works at the gas station. So maybe they're like working in tandem, the two of them. He, like the guy at the gas station was like the checkpoint to like get them into Bluffington. And then this guy is the one who's like taking them there. Maybe they're working together. I, I don't know. But so they pull up. And uh, out of the car comes out two people. Uh, they come out. There's a guy who's, who's like a, a movie studio-looking guy. He's got shades. He's got, a, he's got a pink polo. He's got white shorts. He's got a, like a gold chain on around his neck, and he's got a ponytail.
2: And he's uh, attended by a gnome.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's attended by a small little man who looks very excited in a white suit. Uh, and every time uh, that, that J.D. Spigot wants to talk, he has to talk through this guy. Later we find out this guy's name is Curtis. Uh, he's like his speaker, right? He always whispers to him.
2: He's a tiny little man who speaks on his behalf at all times, like all of us who are normal people have.
1: <laughs> right. It's kind of like how I, I do the plot summaries for this show, and then these two are just like, you better say this next.
2: Yeah, it's pretty great. Periodically, we speak in our horrible, high-pitched voices at the very end of the episode,
0: and it's supposed to be something like a joke.
1: You're just constantly sending me Discord messages,
0: just like say this. Okay, k- keep keep saying stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so <laughs> then, uh, they 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 roll out of the car, and uh, the the little the little guy after Mister Spigot talks to him. He points it directly at Doug. And wait, and we need to say also, they walk in between Mr. Funny and Doug. Like they just like intersect them, right? They pay no heed. They don't even look at Mr. Funny.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely the beta here.
1: It's very like weird power dynamics, what's about to happen. Uh they point at Doug and they say, Mr. Spigot wants you. He's perfect, what a face. So young, so, so, so fresh, so today and like doug's dad is like circling around at this point it's like it's a very weird situation
0: where they don't even address him yeah Um, and then doug looks at doug's dad he's like should i talk to the stranger and then doug's dad just nods yeah he just like smiles (laughs) he smiles let these two adults check out my my young boy yeah, and also they fucking take a picture of him. They take a picture of him without asking. They'd hey, just take Dad, a Mr. Spigot invited me to Brian Singer's pool party. Can I go? <laughs> nods, uh... nods while smiling.
2: <laughs> like, it's such a weird dynamic. Don't Google that, friends at home. I'll I didn't even
1: want to ask who it was. Like I don't know who that is, but I can guess enough from you
2: saying it to him. <laughs> He's the guy who made the X-Men movies. There are also
0: some stories. <laughs> okay he's got he's got really good pool parties allegedly oh, okay, yes cool. that involves um, <laughs> it's all legend by the way he works for big shot productions he works
2: for big shot productions and he's really interested in fresh young faces
1: oh god
2: well yeah i mean that's
1: literally what they say to him yeah uh, and so doug is doug tells him his name he's like hey it's, i'm doug and this is pork chop right And then they hand Doug a business card, and they say, "So uh, here's our card. Our people will call your people." Without ever asking who his people are. Yep, it's on movies work.
2: This is a thing I've heard in Hollywood.
1: Yeah, exactly. And the business card is like creepy, right? It's like um, it's a picture of like a, a a like a weird like mafioso hand with a pinky ring holding a cigar. He's like putting the cigar out on a sign, right? It's like not, like, the cigar's not, like, looking lit. It's like he's, like, putting it out. And it's on a sign that says, Big
0: Shot Productions. Uh Uh-huh. So I was trying to figure out who J.B. Spigot is, and my first question is, Mike, if I told you that J.B. Spigot was just straight up a a real person, what percent would you believe me? (laughs) Given how you've acted
1: for the majority of this episode, zero.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I was thinking it either had to be james cameron or andrew davis i think andrew davis is more likely who's the guy that did the fugitive and above the law and under siege and i i'm guessing this because he's like most famous for doing movies with steven seagal who doug portrays in a uh uh, a fantasy sequence coming up yeah okay so you think it's someone who's like i think it's andrew davis and i think it's supposed to be a dude that does you know brain dead action movies is he weird? Like, does he, like, talk through a person? Does he, like, dress like that? I have no idea. So you were going specifically off of work? Yeah, based on the the what movies they say he did, and given that Doug dresses up like Steven Seagal, I was guessing it's the guy that does the the quote-unquote good Steven Seagal movies. Do those exist? All
2: the Steven Seagal movies are great. How dare you? Particularly <laughs> the ones now that he's fat as hell.
0: The, uh, yeah, yeah. Modern day Steven Seagal rocks parody. I don't (laughs) actually think he rocks. He's allegedly a uh, sex criminal parody. Who
2: is who spends all of his time in Eastern Europe for legitimate reasons?
0: I don't think he can come to America
1: anymore. (laughs) No, didn't he? Didn't he like vocally support the annexation of Crimea?
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's a very big Putin guy, which is a (laughs) fucking awesome political position to do in 2020. Yeah, Yeah. especially as an American.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You rarely see people say just like, "Hell yeah, that guy has the right idea about everything."
0: His, he's caught, his, his modern movies are so funny, too, because he's, like, so out of shape, so, like, he's sitting down for most of them. I think he's also, like, put himself as a, like, he's put himself as, like, a,
1: like, in the corner of, like, famous MMA fighters being, like, yeah, I taught them everything they
2: knew. <laughs> yeah, he rocks. He's good. <laughs> he also has that great thing that they used to do in, like, uh, like, there's this whole spate of movies in the late 70s, early 80s when the first round of big action movie stars were getting old as hell where they'd have some really obvious gimmick to obscure their body double. Like, there's this awful series of, like, Master Ninja starring ne- Lee Van Cleef, where old man Lee Van Cleef, guy with a pot belly, while he is training his ninja student, who of course has a mullet, suddenly he has to, per ancient ninja traditions, put on the all black getup and coincidentally lose about, oh, I don't know, 50 pounds in 20 years.
0: So, I'm on Steven Seagal's Wikipedia right now, and I click on the personal life section, and this is the first sentence of a personal life section. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Seagal has an extensive sword collection and once had a custom gun made for him once a month. <laughs> like, what kind of custom? I don't know. I, I don't know. He okay. lives a
2: few men dare to dream. <laughs>
0: That's incredible. Do you That's think That's so
2: good.
1: Do you think he got like a custom design every month or was it just the same one made every month?
0: Uh, They
2: probably just repeated them on like a three month cycle and he never noticed.
1: Right, and he would just throw them in the garbage after a month. That's holy shit, man. That's awesome. Imagine that being on like somebody's concert writer. Like, you need to have a custom gun for me up backstage. Don't rock. I want a custom
0: gun. Do you? For what? just for for having. Once a month? <laughs> Just put big orc titties on them.
1: <laughs> you are never going to be allowed to be in charge of the finances of the funny people. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make an OnlyFans. <laughs> But for guns and OnlyFans, where you think sexy guns, it becomes the most popular OnlyFans. That's a prediction
2: for the 2020s. That's the trend that's going to take the fuck off. Yeah, it's
1: going to become the most popular OnlyFans of all time. (laughs) 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 Guns you can do. (laughs) Oh, no.
2: (laughs) Finally. (laughs) We've developed new and exciting technology here, people.
1: So we've gone on an extensive Steven Seagal tangent right now. So we're not going to have much to talk about when we actually get to Steven Seagal's point. But I already forgot, Sam, who you said this director is. Andrew Davis. Great. Whoever that is. Anyway, also parody, parody. Please, parody. Not actionable. It's a joke. Uh, So... And then we cut back to, uh, Doug, like, basically, we didn't go into any fantasies or anything, but Doug, like, gets pumped about these. He's like, oh, my God, me, a movie star? I mean, this entire show
0: could just be Doug going, me, a blank. (laughs) Kind of. Me, a boy with a haircut? (laughs) Me, a rodeo clown? (laughs) Me, the
2: best haircut ever?
0: (laughs) Me, kissing my sister?
2: Me, mountain man?
1: me i blacked out for 20 minutes (laughs) me my dick don't work me i drew a comic but thought it was real
2: (laughs) me sam only
1: tall (laughs) (laughs) oh man well so anyway we cut to the intro card then we come back from that and doug's dad is
2: gone (laughs) just (laughs) fucking evaporated and because I want to believe that's because they redid the uh, intro after they realized wait, the movie producer just <laughs> coming up and seeing Doug playing with pork chop would have been weird.
1: And also, Doug just like getting his picture taken and asked who he is by a stranger without, you know, parental supervision. Yeah, uh, maybe fine. that's true. But so, like, whatever. <laughs> but also, like, okay. This kind of says to me that maybe that intro when he met JD Spigot might have been a fantasy in the first place, right? Because the his dad is paying attention to him. (laughs) Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, because the only times when Doug's dad pays attention or shows him approval is in his fantasies, (laughs) right? A that, and then B also. This scene has no like context for later, right? Like, he never gets a call. He never like Doug never like. Nothing Nobody concerned. ever talks to him ever, right? <laughs>
0: no. Nope. So this might be a fantasy. Well, I mean, they do eventually pick pork chop, so they were pointing at Pork Chop, I guess. That's what yeah, they, they weren't. That's the implicate, but they weren't. Yeah, obviously. they weren't pointing, they were pointing at Doug and they took a picture of
1: Doug. Uh huh. Right? Yep. Mm. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I love this good show. <laughs> it's good. I, I think it was a fantasy, is my point. Um, because Doug was was fantasizing about having a fun time with his dad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) His dad lets him talk to strangers in strange cars. And it also explains why
2: his dad never said anything, because he didn't have a pool of references to pull from.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, okay, well, so then... They, they they drive away, um, and we see that it just, like, cuts to Judy talking to her friends.
0: Spigot is so mundane. So cliche. The quintessence of bourgeois commercialism. I'd give anything to be in one of his movies. Yeah, me too. The backdrop here is that artsy people don't have integrity.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, like, this particular <laughs> bit just, like, this is the part where I hit on the theory of this is all about Jim Jenkins's self hatred, because artsy types are all just hoping for a chance to sell out. There is no such thing as artistic integrity. This is the kind of thing hacks tell themselves after realizing they're hacks.
1: <laughs> what they just like they're like they shouldn't be you know ashamed of what they do because everyone secretly wants to do it.
2: Yes. And I'll be entirely fair, it's probably true for a f- decent amount of them, but there are people who do actually have integrity, and when somebody... Not me. Yes. Yeah,
1: I can't imagine that. Oh, yeah, yeah just speaking from personal experience. <laughs> I'll do anything for
2: $500. <laughs> yes. But the when somebody who used to be the struggling artist who made it big starts defensively telling people, oh, no, it's all right, all artists are actually this way, yeah, not sure I follow your police work there, Jenkins. Yeah.
1: Well, so they drive up. Uh, to apparently there is a like entire town ceremony to welcome this guy. Right? Uh, it's being put on by the mayor. Uh, It's being like everybody in town is there to like witness this, except for, I guess, Doug's parents. They didn't want to come. And uh, and Doug is like talking to his to, you know, Skeeter and Patty and Roger. And he's like, oh, you guys have heard of this guy. You've heard of Spigot. And they're like, yeah, he made all the Waffle Stomper movies. and And it sounds like he's looking for
0: a new Waffle Stomper.
2: I didn't get this one at all Explain to well, me what the fuck Waffle stompers are. So the is.
0: reference is supposed to be Waffle Stompers are like a type of boot it's, the, it's like when they have gigantic rubber soles With like the divots in them Yeah so okay. It's like when you step like on something boots. It looks like a waffle But there's an urban dictionary entry Where uh, a Waffle Stomper is when you take a shit in the shower And then shove the uh, shit down the drain <laughs> With your foot
1: Somehow, I knew this already. <laughs>
0: Which don't, we know Doug does because, like we've referenced in the past, he's had diarrhea in the shower. You don't need to stomp diarrhea, Sam. Well, that's because when he's imagining he's a big fancy lad in a movie, he has real shits, not like girly, watery shits.
2: Right. Okay, now I have no further complaints.
0: And he knows that he'd be the
1: perfect waffle stopper. He knows right. that he'd be the best he has choice for job. so much the
0: practice. Job. Right. Yeah, just no he's imagined this dumps it in the shower. <laughs> All the dumps go in the shower. Uh what? So that one time wasn't uh miraculous, it was just uh year's business. Oh yeah, as usual? there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing miraculous about this television show, which is good actually. I've just remembered it's good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't even keep it straight for 10
0: minutes. Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's not even your perception of whether you can keep it straight. It's it can good. be kept straight actually. See.
0: Okay. okay. Oh, what I said now overrides what I said before. This
1: is that why you're like not saying much this episode because you're having an internal battle. You're just like, ah.
0: You no, know, I I am contributing uh, all the Steven Seagal bits. Who's actually good too, and parody. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> yeah, that one you had to break
1: the veneer. Yeah. A bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh shit.
1: <laughs> Okay, well, Roger says that he wants to be Waffle Stomper and that if she plays her cards right, Patty can be Waffle Stomper's girl. And Doug then imagines himself being
0: Waffle Stomper. And I did say (laughs) last episode that it would rule if Doug, instead of being Arnold Schwarzenegger, it would rule if he was Steven Seagal or or, um, uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. And I was wrong. It doesn't rule. It's not good, actually. It's not very good at all. (laughs) You just swapped <laughs> You
1: given, That was a new record I've got a time going You've been about two minutes That's <laughs> good actually <laughs> That's all you can say Mike, You're like sweating Mike, You just mantra. named an
2: amount of time You know what happens when you name an amount of time The time beasts come It's true now This is why this. Lamar Bone called us out at the start of the episode Mike
1: Jim it's been three fifths of an hour We had to do it <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, My yeah.
1: brain hurts hey, well, Welcome to the Doug Box, Jim it's, That's how this happens
2: <laughs> Great to be here for the first time, Mike yeah,
1: Finally, Jim, it's great to have you as a guest uh, Many of your siblings have already been on this show And finally we have Jim himself as a guest <laughs> on the Funny Papers Jim, how do you feel about the medium, Doug? Have you ever watched this show before?
2: I have watched it for every day of my life thus far <laughs> And I agree with Sam, it's good, actually. <laughs> I'll take well, my Bitcoin now, please. We're,
0: uh, we're actually, we're having Jim on because he was actually one of the original writers of the program. Oh my Doug. God, Jim, I, you know, I've
1: realized I finally remember now seeing you in the break room. I was like, who's that guy? And now I know it was you. Man, Jim, it's great to reconnect with you.
2: Yeah, it's wonderful to, after our original debate over whether Doug should or should not do diarrhea in the shower, it's nice to be able to reconnect.
1: God, you know, it, that was that was a tough one. The writer's room was really heated that day. There was uh, there were beats flying around the place. <laughs> it was a great joke. <laughs>
2: and also there was, that, there was that small man in the corner who kept making ominous noises and shouting, It's good, actually. I'm not sure what that was about to this day.
1: Yeah, no, I, uh, that guy. I mean, he was a valued member of the writing staff, though. <laughs> he contributed a lot.
2: He was incredibly <laughs> useful, and we all admired him a great deal. <laughs> anyway, back in not our nightmare's corner of the universe. Oh, oh, god. Okay, so. hey,
1: yeah, we're back, guys. <laughs> so Doug wakes up from a fantasy <laughs> in this moment. No, actually, this is where Doug jumps into a fantasy, uh, the fantasy of us being writers. <laughs> that was real. Uh, so Doug imagines himself as Steven Seagal, the, just the perfect choice for Doug. Uh, he's got his raspy voice, and he's saying stuff like, and, uh, you know, Roger and his goons have taken Patty hostage, and Doug has knocks down the door with his big feet and his big stompy feet. And he goes... What
0: are do you doing here, Waffle Stopper? We're not doing anything. There's a woman tied up right in front of you.
1: Right? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Roger with <laughs> a goatee and a British accent kind of owns, actually. Yeah, it's pretty great. Liar,
0: liar, pants on fire. I hate stupid catchphrases. Get
2: him, boys. I actually give this credit. It is a decent gag. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll give you that one.
1: Yeah. I will and then Doug stomps the ground, and everybody gets hurt, and he's just like...
0: Ooh, I hate you, upstopper! You big baboon!
2: Ouch. You burned me. And then he turns and looks at the camera, and the camera pans out, and he's actually on a movie screen. And then the fantasy ends.
0: As the audience erupts. And the audience is throwing their popcorn at the screen. That's how excited they are for This... <laughs> Standing ovation as he just says cliches. <laughs> now, that, the last one doesn't even make any sense. Like he simply says, Ouch, you burned me? Like you made fun of me, I guess. Yeah, uh, but, but like make... that's not even like a catchphrase or quip or anything. Yeah, that, None that's of just, them like are. you insulted me. <laughs> yeah! Waffle <laughs> Stumper! <laughs>
2: Somebody finally insulted Doug. This is
1: what we've been waiting for. Right. Yeah. That's why the audience is erupting. Is the audience, that's the audience surrogate. It's like yes. everybody applauding Roger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Well, so the, uh, anyway, so Spigot pulls up the, uh, the, like, as, as Doug pulls out of the fantasy, Spigot parts the waves of the people in in waiting.
0: I was just laughing about, like, them driving the limo right through the crowd like GTA style, <laughs> yeah. and then just the episode happening like it nothing happened because that's sort right. Of what they, that's sort of like the idea behind the audience here is that they're they're willing to do whatever and they don't care how much they get abused just so they can have like their little time in the spotlight. Yes, yeah. definitely would have been like a, a gag uh, that a better show would have done. <laughs>
1: yeah no they uh they do that and like the mayor even like talks about like that they need to be submissive to spigot right yeah they need to like Like the
2: mayor says something about how uh like mr pardon me we're skipping ahead here like because the uh gnome takes the stage and (coughs) proceeds to speak
0: and mr spigot says that he still wants to look
1: at more of you but he needs to see you all in your own element so when you see him around town Act as if he's not there, so he can see you being
2: you. You heard that, citizens. Spigot's not here. When you see him walking down the street, ignore him. Again, credit for the gag. The mayor immediately segues into, so vote for me, you guys.
1: (laughs) Well, there's a couple of things in that, like... When they say, like, ignore him, he's not here. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, when Sam's talking about, uh, like, they just part the crowd and just run over a million people, it's just like, that's fine. He's not here. Ignore whatever he does. (laughs) He's going to make me famous. Yeah, and it's even, like, weirder, because that, right before that, he said, uh, he specifically says, the mayor says, uh, or, sorry, the gnome says, Mr. Spigot wants to look at more of you. And right after talking to Doug and just being like, Real you're a cool fresh-faced line, young man. boy. I mean, he
0: doesn't actually want to look at anyone else. He's done. But yeah. it's just, like, a weird thing to and remember, say to people. We've also haven't set the tension up for this episode yet. We're almost halfway done with it.
1: That doesn't happen until, like, the very end. Like most Doug episodes, it doesn't happen until the very end. Yes. But, yeah, so they say, ignore him, and he drives off. And there's something also, as he drives off, the mayor, in his speech, he reminds everyone that voting is a privilege that we all enjoy. (laughs) It's not a right.
2: It may be retracted from you at any moment.
1: Vote for me. (laughs) Yeah. That's basically what he's
0: saying. It's like vote. For, don't if you don't vote for me, you may no longer be able to vote anymore. Me and I'd That's vote good. for him. I mean, we're not even. We're not even. We're not even sure we're in a democracy here. Maybe they're just. Yeah, like, we maybe have... maybe Bob White. This is like a ceremonial position, and they just appoint people. Right. That's why it's a privilege, because it's just, like, for fun. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's for goofs. You're allowed yeah. to
2: vote for whatever the hell you want. Then the Council of Elders will appoint whoever the hell actually gets the power. It's like that It's right. like that
0: town in Alaska that kept electing a cat as the governor. <laughs> right. That <Exactly>. town rules. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. The perfect governance. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: Everyone, no belly rubs for anyone, because it's a trap. I'll bite your hand. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. We're going to make catnip from Schedule 1 to Schedule (laughs) 2. The perfect society. All
2: All dogs go immediately to the execution room.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, so Doug hears that uh, he goes back home and he hears Judy talking about how she's excited that she's going to get the part. And uh, she's then going to springboard off of that to do more artistic things later. Uh, And Doug is like shaking his head at this. He's like, ha ha, what a loser. She wants to be in a movie.
2: Again, Jim Jenkins expressing his own (laughs) self-hatred. No, I'm just going to sell out this little cartoon company for a little bit and I'll be able to springboard off that into doing more artistic things. Oh, you naive little shit.
0: parody 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 parody. Jim Jenkins got a fucking sweetheart deal with this show because they let him do whatever the fuck he wanted like this is his story here is so atypical for everyone else animation because usually when you go into animation you get a bunch of producers that tell you hey this is what we're doing and you have to write around this with this they're just like yeah do whatever you want make it the most boring show in the world Jim, I
2: think
1: you're getting this wrong. Like, Jim is Judy in this. Like, she's able to do... He's Judy.
2: He's also Doug. He is laughing at the idea of... Oh, Judy is his naive younger self who believes, oh, it's okay, I'll just do this one thing and then later on I can do what I really want to do. Except for... He's doing doing what he really wants to do now. (laughs) Right? He's doing the Doug. But as we've seen from the Klotzenstein episode... Nah, that's TV shit just rots your brain. The only thing they're getting you there is so you can put more kids' faces in front of commercials. This is all completely corrupt, and any idea you could get anything out of this is just the naive dreams of a stupid child. n <laughs> But both it's, things can be true. This yes. can be a
1: complex thought, right? He can he can both be, like, getting his way of, like, I get to write a show about me and about the things that are important to me and also be able to say, but I have to, like, sell out to corporate overlords in the process, right? Yes. both things can be true. Yeah.
2: He is making fun of the idea that you will be able to accomplish creatively what you want to accomplish if you sell out first.
1: But do you not think that he was able to do that in this? I
2: think he This was is the still, show he wanted to make. This yeah. is the like show he wanted it. to make, and on some level, he recognizes that it's not good.
0: Impossible.
2: As the writer it's good, actually. <laughs> I, <laughs> he
0: knows it's good, because I, I talk to him. Yeah, when you were in night. The, corner,
1: the corner of the writer's room, right.
0: it out. Right, he put a, he put a car on me and then chained me to the corner and I had to go to the bathroom in the corner. And he knew it was good because you gave him the confidence yes. to keep going for a couple more seconds. Pissed seasons. all over me every day. Uh, <laughs> I don't think
1: Jim was <laughs> Only now from? do I realize <laughs> this is slightly weird. <laughs> Jim uh like I I I went home a little early every day. I like had to, you know, I had some doctor's appointments I had to get to. I did you see that? <laughs>
2: I don't know what are we talking about I got confused.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, no, we're snapped back. Right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so anyway, Doug is talking to Judy.
1: we uh, like we uh Doug, Doug is like hearing her say this and he's he like tries to approach her and she's like I will just die if I don't get the part. And uh Doug like th- she like throws Doug out of her room. And Doug is like, well, when she finds out that I'm the one that Spigot picks, she'll be crushed. And then we cut out of this and we start to see everybody in the town wants to be appealed to Spigot. Just going apeshit. Absolutely. Mr. Dink has dressed up in a superhero costume with a big D on his chest. Uh... I'm not going to pause for comment on that one. Peter <laughs> yeah. is in a spaceman outfit, and Roger is in a Frankenstein slash Dracula
0: costume. Dink's all, all because- wrapped up and ready to go out on the town. It did take me a while to recognize that Roger is both a Frankenstein and a Dracula. Uh-huh. Frankenstein that is also a Dracula coming soon from the DC Universe.
1: Right. Well, that maybe that's what he heard that Spigot's next movie is because they hear they had heard that Spigot wants to make a superhero movie, a spaceman movie, and a monster movie, respectively.
0: Which is every movie released in 2019. I was gonna say 2020, but LOL, COVID. (laughs) (laughs) More or less. I saw Villain's Head last week. That was good. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I, this is the time when they're gonna remake Doug Man because animation. is easier to. to. do.
0: I think I'm gonna I'm gonna put my cards down here. If Joe Biden gets elected, they're gonna remake Doug. <laughs> don't don't make the blessing
1: <laughs> and the curse here. Don't, like, don't put don't that say, evil
0: out there into the <laughs> world, man. It's that's not evil. That's gonna be great content.
1: Don't fucking monkey's paws right now. <laughs>
0: Like you're putting the cards down on the table, except for the
2: cards are all shaped like guns and they're all pointed directly at me. Yeah, what's your problem? Oh,
1: they're all they're all Sam's custom monthly gun that he has had. That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> also Seagal's gun. Each one of them has a different face of Doug with giant orc titties on it.
1: No, it's a sti- it's a it's a DVZ clash between Sagal's custom gun and Sam's custom gun, and they're firing back to see which one wins the DVZ clash.
2: God. Hell yeah.
1: Uh, oh man, okay.
2: So... Fan artists, get on us.
1: We don't have any. It's us. I make the art.
2: <laughs> Fan artist. Shut the hell up.
1: Oh god. Okay, so <laughs> So then we go to the mall. Everybody jumps in. Everybody, all four of them jump into Dink's two seater car in order to drive to the mall.
0: Mm-hmm. Doug sits on Roger. Why map. did they
2: have to get into Dink's car to go to the mall? Doug and Skeeter regularly just walk there.
1: Well, Dink invited him. He was just like, "Come on, I'm going. It'll be quicker." So they
0: wanted to hang out in buddy time. <laughs> they wanted
2: to hang out in Dink's car.
0: We gotta hang out with this 50-year-old man. I'll be fair, the car,
2: car is probably very expensive and has a bunch of cool gadgets <laughs> and shit, but, I yeah. mean, you know Dink's backseat is just covered in fast food wrappers.
1: But again, it's a two-seater car. Like, there are, there's no backseat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, whatever. Boy. So... <laughs> Hang on, maybe the reason why Roger is a Frankenstein Dracula and Skeeter is a space man is because that is from space. They are one. We know that Roger and Skeeter are the same person, and the Frankenstein Dracula is from space.
2: Yeah, yeah. I do recall there was some god-awful movie in, like, 2000 about how Dracula was from space. This does (laughs) check out. It's like, Dracula 2000 or some shit.
1: That's awesome. Who also was a Frankenstein?
2: (laughs) I don't know if he was also a Frankenstein, but I can only hope so.
1: Yeah. Okay, so we get to the mall, we get to the four-leaf clover mall, and uh, they make fun of how now the whole town is just going crazy trying to perform for Spigot. They're they're not taking the advice of do your everyday life, they're all like doing their own talents. There are dancers, there's singers, there's a juggler. There's a
2: gag where two people tap dance by J.B. Spigot wearing suits that feels like it goes on forever despite lasting less than a second
1: yeah and they're they're just like this people doing all kinds of there's people just like walking around in weird costumes like they're maybe they're trying out for the costume department i don't know man like
0: yeah who knows this isn't like this isn't how anything works <laughs> this is how nothing works don't, they don't know that man <laughs> yeah that I just go it's so bad like you try out for these things you don't just like fucking cost a dude while he's trying to drink a coffee <laughs>
1: maybe that's how it worked in the 90s like maybe that's how maybe. people got stuff maybe they that's they how people like... got
0: jobs it's like when boomers tell me to just like walk into an office and ask for a job
1: right yeah when they tell you to just like look at the newspaper and right go down the list <laughs> <laughs> and one of those you got to get one of
0: those right just go people talk just to the manager dumbass just go talk to the manager it's easy then you'll be able to pay for college yeah just work for a couple of weeks and boom you got your college paid off <laughs> easy
2: that's how it works
0: God damn! Fucking
1: <laughs> <laughs> throw my chair through the window.
2: <laughs> but so, we all knew this is how it would end,
1: <laughs> right?
2: So <laughs>
1: anyway, uh, they're all watching, and Doug's just like, "Boy, I'm sure glad Judy's here." And then, right on Clue, Judy appears, and Judy is dressed as a like a, a beggar. Like it's like, it's, it's kind of offensive, right? Because yeah. she's dressed in like a beggar's clothing and she's carrying a doll and she crawls on the floor up the spigot. And in the beg- mall. <laughs> in a mall. And she crawls up to them.
0: I'm It's too late for me. please the
2: And they get up and walk away. It's so fucking good.
1: But, like, this is fucked up because, like, there are probably actually, like, homeless people in this town, right?
2: No, no, this is suburban 90s Virginia. Rest assured, Mr. Bluff has people tasked with shipping all those people out of town as soon as they're found. Did you guys see
0: what... Did you guys look around the shop that Spigot and Curtis are sitting in? What do you got? Oh, no. Uh, It's a shop that serves both pizza and cappuccinos. And then there's just a poster in the corner that says Italian. (laughs) That's it. This is Italian. Just um, like yeah, it's just the Italy
1: shop. Okay, Mm. so Italy is a different planet in this universe. We know this. Yes. So Spigot went to the interplanetary section for where they serve cappuccinos and pizza.
0: And also Italian. Well, we all know that Hollywood is full of uh, space lizards from uh, another planet, so this checks out. Oh, yeah. We know that. Uh, We know
1: that. Uh (laughs) This is a thing that Uh is
0: known to be true. That's right. When we were
1: writing Doug, we had to deal with these people.
2: Right. Look, we got (laughs) very good uh, visas to come over from.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, of course. A.K.A. Italy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
0: As it's known to the natives. Mama Mia. (laughs) i I write as a doug (laughs) oh my god i pay
2: far too much of the taxes (laughs) i do what a gladio (laughs) well
1: anyway so this is uh doug is just like boy like this is so she's being so weird and we go back to doug's house right we cut back to doug's house and uh, he's just like, Boy, it would ruin Judy's life forever if I told her that I actually got the part. Right. Would it would it Yeah, it, I mean it kinda would fuck her up, would, right? No, no, it, it Doug would, sucks. No, she no, doesn't.
2: I mean it'd piss her off, but yeah, I think she would not ruin her, her life.
0: <laughs> okay. She doesn't but even like, like, like this director. That's the, that's what kills me about this. They undercut themselves. Yeah. But in this good know, episode. That's you like,
1: <laughs> You know that people do this, right? Of just like, I'll I, I mean, they need to get their start. Like this makes sense. Yeah, a teenager like, is it.
2: busy freaking out about a thing that if she thinks she doesn't get it, it'll be the end of the world. In a right. different show, this could be a solid moral. In right. this show,
1: I mean, she does <sighs> say when Doug talks to her that if she if Doug were to get the part over her that she would hurl herself well, off. Well, she starts of, laughing
2: and then says that.
1: Yeah, she laughs and then says she would hurl herself off of off of noted uh, monument that we know in this town, Mount Saint Buster,
2: on top of Mount Saint Buster, all covered with
0: cheese. Come. So
1: God anyway, this throws Sam. Doug into.
0: Shut the I'm fuck up! I'm busting here. Shut up! You know you set him up for that like hey, That was on I'm busting here. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia! So I got the this... come everywhere. Stop damn it <laughs> it doesn't uh, age well
1: <laughs> so doug this throws doug into another fantasy
2: also i would like to stress that the particular moment here is fucked because oh i absolutely kill myself if that happened wow me a movie star <laughs> yeah. like fucking christ doug
1: Yeah, he, like, he's, like, he goes, he starts to, like, have a minute of empathy, but then he's, like, actually, my fantasy is gonna be about how sick it is when I'm way better than her, (laughs) right? Yeah. (laughs) So he goes
2: into this fantasy, and he imagines himself as, like, Thriller Michael Jackson, right? Flanked by two gigantic goons who are not the town issue goons. He's brought in his own brand of goons and a bunch of groupies, one of whom is Connie. Interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah. And not
2: Patty. Yep, Patty is nowhere to be seen. Patty doesn't want shit to do with him.
1: I mean, he's at least grounding his fantasies in reality. True, <laughs> a
2: little bit. Yeah. Also, also,
1: one of the town goons has his hand in his jacket like he's holding a gun. <laughs> one of the guys that's following Doug. Hell yes. He's <laughs> ready to fucking shoot everyone. Uh, he passes by a bunch of movie posters.
2: I've <laughs> watched these, and there is a. Wonderfully baffling bit of stupidity in there. Okay, so in order. Doug Z, him as a mafia guy. DF, it's an E.T. knockoff. Instantly it's also the story of an alien who doesn't fuck. A funny thing happened on the way to the forum, which was a Shakespeare knockoff and funny spelled the way you'd think it would be.
1: It's a good one, folks.
2: Then there's just a picture of Doug as a cowboy.
0: No, that one is The Good, The Bad, and The Dugly.
2: I didn't see that title. That's <laughs> so fucking I often.
0: I've got the Doug fandom Wikipedia uh, article pulled up on Doug Goes Hollywood. and it's. I wrote them all down myself because so I know funny. every movie reference. It's, uh, the, funniest, it's the funniest section because they just explain it out in the stupidest detail. It's just like it's like talk it's like they write it out like they're talking to children, which to be fair They are. Yes. Yeah. it's children writing out. The it. next one is Doug as
2: Terminator
0: 2. Then there's D2. DF no. and D two D Two. It's it's Doug Watch 2, a parody of Death Watch. I thought it was him as a cyborg. There's two different ones.
2: Okay. Then there's <laughs> DF and Doug Z again. Then there's Doug Bo and then there's Pause.
0: Yep. Which is, a according to this article, a parody of Jaws. Pause is the good
1: one I like because it shows Porkchop who's like eating a boat. I like that one. I've I like Pause.
2: never felt more empathy for the cast and crew of the 90s TV show Doug than Us. in this moment. They realized <laughs> they budgeted for 10 throwaway jokes, but they only felt like coming up with 8. So they just repeated yeah. two of them.
0: That is pretty good, that they repeated two of them for no reason. Well, when a joke's really funny, you have to repeat it so it has the maximum of effect.
1: Right, they put the two best ones again twice. Right. Even though they weren't even the two best ones. They Whatever. put the two, b-
0: and also in the middle
2: of it too, they didn't want to have it at the beginning and the end, because then it'd be too right. obvious.
1: Right, exactly. Uh, But he, Doug walks by with his posse, and he walks past uh judy who is sitting on the ground uh in her like uh you know her her ragged clothes and she's performing with judy and her dancing cats and she's making a bunch of cats dance and she's like saying stuff like i could i listened to it a bunch she's of times saying weird gibberish, she, yeah Well, she says some stuff in there. I could pick up some statements. So, we'll like, let's try and piece together what she's saying here. I hear her saying something about kitty paws, something about golden slippers, and then at the end she says, Don't call me again.
2: (laughs) Fair. So, like, what the fuck is I, she doing? I think this is just
0: Jim Jenkins being real shit to homeless people.
1: Maybe. Uh,
0: I don't know. The most unrealistic thing, part about this, is all the cats staying in one place.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, no, that, that is not then... the most unrealistic part about this. The most unrealistic part about this is Rich Doug walks over and gives her money.
1: <laughs> well, but he doesn't at first. Rich Doug passes by her without looking at her. He doesn't like. He doesn't give a fuck his when he's in sister. front of his posse. He doesn't. Get, he doesn't even look at her. And then once his posse is gone, the yes. d- Rich Doug comes back and throws her a fucking quarter. Yep, <laughs> his sister. And, and he says he doesn't even address her by name. He says. you are. Excuse me. <laughs>
2: It's just
0: so fucking dark.
1: Dude, she's your fucking
0: sister, right? That's a fantasy. It's finally where all my dreams come true. God.
1: (laughs) But Sam, to your point, I think it's also very unrealistic that the cats are not fucking eating Judy's face off when she's holding one of their paws up and dancing with them. (laughs) That cat would fucking destroy you.
0: (laughs) Cats are our oh, allies. God. Some cats are cool with bullshit, but most are not. <laughs> Very
1: few. Judy's Dancing Cats, she's like a pr- way better actor and trainer than Doug's right. dumbass, if that's <laughs> the case. <laughs> oh man. But okay, so we cut out of this. We cut out of this fantasy. It's time for Town Hall 2. And uh the the the, the, the gnome is there again and he's saying today a star will be born. And uh, Doug is just—he's having a moment of empathy, right? Like he's thinking about, boy, this is going to be bad if if I'm selected, like like I know I'm going to be. This this is going to crush Judy because acting means everything to her, right? And this is good, right? Like,
2: I mean, at least even then, it's this. still stupid. Doug being stupidly egotistical, but
1: sure, but it's better than the usual, right?
2: It's not him being taunting about ha ha i'll get to rub it in her face despite the fact his fantasy was explicitly about rubbing it in her face
1: and in previous times he kind of has thought about that like he's thought about i can't pinpoint it exactly right now but i know in previous episodes there's been like yes i get to smoke judy at this
2: right oh wait no it wasn't a get to smoke judy it was i get to smoke dink which of course we all aspire <laughs> to smoke dink every day But it was the uh, (laughs) wonderful (laughs) episode featuring Chester, the biggest fish in Lucky Duck Lake.
1: Right, of course, where he fantasized about beating Dink at catching Chester and being like, yeah, I got him. Suck my Dink. my my surrogate father (laughs) (laughs) dad (laughs) this is yeah this is the fucking like oedipus shit of like you know beating up your dad this is him like thinking about it about dink yes this is
2: oedipus only it's guys for their dads yes (laughs) right
1: anyway so uh then they they uh
2: male electra complex there you go
1: did you, did you know that or did you just look it up?
2: No, I just remembered that the Electra complex is the opposite of the Oedipal complex. And so if a guy has the Electra complex, it means he wants to kill his mom and fuck his dad. Boy, you
1: know, Jim, it's good to have you as a guest on this episode. Uh, Like, I would never would have known that having you as a guest is just so insightful.
2: I'm always full of wonderful sidebars and useful information about dumb shit.
1: For the first time ever being on this show, you've had so many good
2: ones. The best part is that I actually didn't have any notes featuring any dumb sidebars in this, but it's organically come up. It's been just fantastic to be here. It's just been
1: flowing out of your fucking head. Yeah. God, Well, good. Thanks for being here. Uh, First time anyone said
2: that to me since that first day back in the writer's room, back in 1987.
1: Jim, I've said that to you a bunch of times. You don't even listen to me
2: when I'm giving you compliments, Jim. What were you saying? God damn. Who are you, people? It's great to be on the show.
1: Am I, I like, speaking to anyone? Am I doing my own show here?
2: That is, in fact, (laughs) the twist at the end of the podcast. Shut up and keep talking. (laughs) Yeah
1: about this good show. Right. This is good show that I like. <laughs> oh you can't even keep your voice like rigid when yes, you say I, I heard that. <laughs> I heard that waver in your yes, tone. I, yes,
0: I can. Shut up. Just keep talking. 2 seconds keep from tears. Keep dancing for monkey. <laughs> yes, <God>. sir <laughs>
2: Oh my god.
1: Okay, so, anyway, uh, the, uh, this guy, he points out, and he goes,
0: The new star is you! No, I can't. I'm sorry, but you'll just have to go with someone else. What is wrong with you? Not you, you! <laughs> what up.
2: Be- <laughs> because... you could have seen it coming? Whoa
1: nobody because they didn't set it up ever nope.
2: <laughs> because they, they were me- absolute like this is i'll absolutely give them credit as far as every step they're building up oh doug's getting really worked up about something doug's getting really super worked up about something doug's getting amazingly worked up about something when's the last time that ended in any kind of fucking conclusion right well nobody pays attention to doug
1: Cannon except for us the
2: moral so. is always nope fuck you you got worked up over nothing.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's that anxiety isn't real and you should pretend that it is not.
2: Like, It's a thing I was proud to, proudest to add to every one of our scripts, just raw contempt for the concept of conclusion.
1: That, that's what you added?
2: Yes, I brought a wonderful <laughs> trivia and also just pure spite. <laughs> great wait you
1: added all the old person trivia that was you we were useless side parts
2: yes I do work with myself quite closely thank you for noticing
1: god I I wrote whatever like the just the, the, the hair of a plot I was just like there needs to be something that keeps this g- fucking group together <laughs>
2: yeah no I'm really entrust by the dynamics that us in the past slash future had together we must have been a great team shame <laughs> about what happened
1: we're still a great team (laughs) our our pizzas we've split into thirds of different toppings (laughs) we can share
2: this pizza (laughs) this pizza that's good actually
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh man okay well then everyone gets pissed off they're like he because he's like you dog you'll be great in our dog food commercial and everyone gets rightfully pissed off because they were talking about a movie star. And they're like, what?
2: Why did you want to watch food? us in our natural habitat, you weirdo?
0: I mean, that was always kind of a weird thing from the beginning. Yes, like, absolutely. Like, like I was saying, this isn't how anything works. And
1: the guy, well, the guy, he, like he wasn't even saying I'm here to look for casting. He was just like, hey, he's here to look at you.
0: I like to watch.
1: Yeah. So, wait, wait, maybe this is just like a weird Michael Jackson thing of like he didn't have like a childhood and so he wants to pretend that he's normal, right?
0: I <laughs> pretend that he's Doug for a day. Maybe. That's
1: right? <laughs> kind of sad thinking about that because he's never maybe he thinks this is normal because this is what everyone does around him. Yes. Maybe he thinks that everybody oh, lives is just like in a just juggler a
2: nightmare world of everybody singing and dancing around him at all times.
1: Yeah, and like maybe he was a child actor too and so like everybody's been appeasing him his whole life and like to the point that he doesn't even get to speak his own voice like he has to talk through this fucking thing. Hold on, I
2: have a madman theory all of a sudden.
1: What? What? Really? (laughs) Go on.
2: The show might actually be good because this is actually a thing that is tagged in class analysis as part of the reason why rich people are terminally fucked up. Because, consider, the J.B. Spigot we just posited. A man who goes, whenever he goes, people are engaged in performing in a ridiculous capering song and dance for him, desperate for the tiniest fraction of his affection. A guy who has no understanding of normality, because if he tries to go out and seek it... Anybody who's anybody is looking at him and saying, oh, God, if only I can appeal to this person enough, they can be my ticket for everything being great forever. And as a result of that, he is a hopelessly broken man who can't really see any reason why doing something like this would be taken as wrong or evil because he just this is how people are all the time. Isn't this how you miserable hogs like to go through your day? Doug may actually be a left-wing show with good politics.
1: Man, I I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to say that it's
2: good. I guess I, I am. Okay.
1: <laughs> I think
2: okay. this is a one-off mostly based off of Jim Jenkins' hatred both of himself and of the town that he grew up and of the concept of showbiz in general. But out of that hatred, there is a genuine critique of the horrible corruptive influence of the system in which he finds himself trapped forever
1: but do you really think that was intentional do you really think it was i don't
2: think to? it was intentional at all but this is so often the case i think jim Jinks has stumbled ass first into something actually kind of interesting
1: oh because we wrote the episode yes. <laughs> and so we put we snuck in some class analysis
2: yes i think this <laughs> was entirely inadvertent on jenkins part but because we are brilliant we can work out this underlying thing that is the root cause of the thing that uh, there's part of the reason why jim jenkins can critique over the course of this episode has felt so muddled because at once it's making fun of a horribly shallow elite looking for stupid nonsense and making everybody dance to their tune and the stupid suckers who fall all over themselves to get into it like This episode could... You see that movie Parasite? I didn't. Don't spoil it. Um, A major (laughs) theme of that is that both the poor people and the rich people are turned into awful monsters by the system under which they live.
0: The real Parasite is the friends we made along the way.
2: Basically, yeah. Like, there's, if you're looking for who the bad guy is, sorry, there's not one. The overarching system that coerces all involved to behave in this clownish and horrible and embarrassing manner. That is the real problem. And Jim Jenkins only got there because he just threw everything he hated into a blender and made an episode out of it. But as a result of that, you can't say a single person in this has done anything wrong, except for Sam. The overarching problem is that this system produces inhuman results. And it is no point in trying to say to Judy, no, you shouldn't get your hopes up. And if you tried to tell J.B. Spigot, no, what you're doing is stupid, he'd have no context for that and could just ignore you effortlessly. This is just a fundamentally broken world. And if one seeks to make a better one, you will not accomplish it by haranguing any individual person about it.
1: Wait, so maybe that's why Judy was saying, like, it's when she was doing a performance. She's like, "It's too late for me, but take the child." Yes, right? she's saying she's saying that, like, she knows what's going on here, and he has the power to stop. I it have been corrupted, but
2: the next generation might not be. Please build a better world, Jenkins. You fuck. To which, of course, J.B. Spigot and Jenkins Jenkins respond, "No."
1: Yeah, they just walk let's away <laughs> without me. making eye contact. Yep.
0: Let's not pay for the cappuccino that we uh,
2: that we pepper
1: cured. Let's let's leave Italy. and well, right. come back. It's fine. Let's
0: salt us salt the earth in Italy. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> so uh, then everyone gets pissed off. They're just like, "Geez, you, why did you want to see us?" And then Spigot talks for the first time because oh, and it, the gag is that he has a funny voice.
2: Well, somebody's got to open the can.
1: And everybody's into it.
2: Everybody's just instantly won back after being about to tear this guy's throat out. It's so fucking bitter.
1: Yeah, they threw it. She, they threw him. They, he threw the town a bone and they were like, perfect. Uh, and so then it turns out that Judy actually did get the part of opening the can and they're, they're watching the commercial as a whole family is, and, uh, the, the pork chop runs to the can, and Judy opens it, and that's it. It's great, and Judy talks about how it was a great minimal understatement of her hands, and but then pork
0: chop is a big movie star now, and he's got it all into his head. He's drinking a tropical drink, sitting in a lawn chair in a living room, <laughs> wearing sunglasses. That's what success looks like, folks. That's what I'm doing right now. Right, it's my every day of my life, right?
1: You've been we've been doing that in order to protect, like train ourselves that this is how we be successful is by acting in that way. Take it until you make it.
0: Exactly. Uh, well, that's the end of it. Good shit, guys. It's a very good show. Uh, ten out of ten, A plus. I loved it.
1: Well, uh, good you're gonna moral. be
0: excited to watch
1: the next one, then, right? Yeah, I love it. This little <laughs> piggy loves it. Well, one thing that needs to be said as we end this, this is the end of the time break. This is where we stop <laughs> splitting the production and the, the 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 air episodes, right? So this is it.
2: The time break has concluded with through the raw power of spite and hatred, we have and jam- Italy and Italy, we have jammed ourselves back onto time as most human beings understand it. It has been 10,000 years and also a week since we began this all the way back at episode 18. Have we learned anything? No. No, we haven't learned shit. It's
1: been seven-fifths of
2: an hour. Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So do we have the moral pretty sorted then?
2: Um, the fun Mm. system in which Jim Jenkins lives is something that he despises, but he cannot bring himself to blame any single person for it. And the only chance to adjust anything is to bring down the system as a whole, as opposed to blame the individual exploiters, such as, say, Jim Jenkins. Also,
1: doing commercials is fun and having a talent and it's okay.
0: And your dad can sell
2: you into slavery to a weird producer on a whim.
0: Being a movie star is good. That's the moral. It's great fun. Thank you.
2: Also, Steven Seagal is cool and good and to be emulated. Parody. (laughs) Parody.
1: All right. Well, let's cut this one here. Thanks for joining us, everyone, on another episode of The Funny Papers. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.
2: Bye. Bye.